Thank you. Um, it's a real pleasure, actually, to be here. Um, I'll introduce myself and my family here. So we're a family of five here. So um, that's my lovely wife, Yen, and uh, I've got three lovely boys. So I'll get them to introduce themselves first. So, uh, My name is Samuel. My name is Nathaniel. My name is Emmanuel. Uh, lovely Yen as well. So, um, so we've been in FGA for nearly a year now. So you know, it's time flies, and you know, I'm really looking forward to Easter, um, where we actually really celebrate our first year anniversary here in FGA. Uh, and as as a family, we were uh, invited to FGA through some really old friends, um, Hedy, James. If you guys are online, Ollie as well. So you know, really privileged to journey uh, and have known them for nearly 20 years now, uh, and actually being in this church together with with. A um, bunch of really close friends. Um, so yeah, so I I want to just um, uh, pass the mic to to Yen and she'll share her story. Well, um, it's been a very exciting week, and when we heard the message "Wider Hearts" on Sunday, I pretty much immediately went onto my iPhone and I contacted some very elderly neighbours of ours that we hadn't seen for a very long time. And I just checked in on them and said, hi, it's Yen. I haven't heard from you in a long time. And in this time um, where there's a lot of uncertainty, I wanted to check in and ask how you're doing. So that was the first thing um, that happened uh, right after service. Uh, the second thing that happened was another elderly neighbor. I didn't have their contact number, but instead I wrote them a note. And I went to their house and popped it in their letterbox. And so I just, again, just mentioned that we were in the neighborhood. We live just a minute down from the road and we wanted to see if you were okay. And the third thing that we did, which was um, a little bit more wider, was we decided that we would write letters to about six of our immediate neighbours, um, and the boys helped to drop off letters. And again, I just gave them my phone number and said that we were new to the neighbourhood and that we would love to catch up once all of this um, uncertainty ended. Um, but here's our number in case you needed us to run errands or, or food or anything like that. So really practical things that we did. We didn't actually physically meet anybody, but we just um, wrote letters and sent messages on our iPhones. And uh, that was the start. Later on during the week, um, I did a big cookout and I decided, hey, with all this extra food that I have, I'm going to contact some of the families that live in the Housing Commission flats and offer them some of the bread that was donated to me as well as some of the food that I cooked. And sometimes it can be a little bit daunting to ask people if they need help, especially when you don't know them that well. Um, but I felt that wider hearts meant step out of the boat and it just meant for me to go out and reach people that I normally wouldn't reach out to and let them know that I've got extra things and if they wanted it I'd be more than happy to just drop it off and um, bless them with it and that's what happened this week so good all right thank you Kev and uh, Yen and the whole family thank you so much for coming thank you it's great we saw you at the uh, online prayer meeting as well on the Wednesday it was so good to see your whole family uh, together praying. Just, just uh, one other thing as well. With this, with um, all that's happened over the last one week, we had a chance to just take some of the, take some some of the reflections and share with some of my work colleagues as well, um, and that really challenged them to also widen their hearts. So I think you know, in times like this, um, I, I think it's really exciting that we can just share what widening the hearts mean and and what it means to carry the message of. Uh, of, uh, of love to, to, to the people around us. So thank you. Amen. You know, I'm so thrilled at actually how FGA as a church, each of you, how you're um, conducting yourselves and how you're responding even in such a tricky time. 
Um, I'm going to do my message. We're going to shoot for a 30-minute message. Uh, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, if you have skipped to this exact point to listen to the message, can I encourage you to go back Rewind, maybe at a more convenient time, so that you um, allow the full, maybe one and a half hours set aside for God, that you would take some time to worship God. Don't just pick and choose different parts of the service um, to suit. Uh, you know, we need to uphold our Sabbath time with God. It's so crucial in times like this for us to not neglect the things of God. Another thing you need to know about FGA is that we are relationally connected. I love how all of our different parts of our body are all kind of coming together. So our Sunday service, this thing that you have um, maybe joined online for, you've been forwarded this video by a friend, uh, this is only um, the tip of what goes on in our household of faith. So... Um, I wanted to sort of say that there is really more to being a pastor, there's more to being a Christian even, than just watching a sermon online. Can I encourage you, as we did with our many announcements, to tap in on corporate prayer as we go via Zoom. Tap into our various ministries. We've got the ladies' ministry that is meeting. They've got a, a URL for Zoom as well. Tap into a home group. Uh, just email one of our pastors. The information's on our website. Um, and connect. We can even connect you online uh, via Zoom into a home group. This is a time for physical distancing. But it is not really for social distancing or spiritual distancing in that sense of the word. So while we are taking all steps to um, stem the tide against this virus and we're really joining in with Australia to cooperate, um, can I encourage you to not actually turtle in your home and consume um, all kinds of media, uh, but rather let's have our hearts widened. I'm going to pray, and we're going to get right into God's Word. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your Word that uh, encourages us, uh, admonishes us, directs us, leads us towards you and your ways and your kingdom. Lord, even as I share from it, I pray that you'd be here in our midst, wherever everybody else is as well. May your presence uh, really fill this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, we are in our Wider Hearts series. We've changed uh, our regular programming, and we're going to do Wider Hearts all the way until uh, Easter. Um, today's sermon is called Grace to Love. Can I ask you an honest question? Here's a question you can answer just by yourself, uh, wherever you are. How many arguments or disagreements have you had this week? Kids who want to go out to have a play date, but mom and dad said, no, no, you can't. Uh, one husband who's a little bit riskier and risk-taking, and another one, uh, you know, another partner who's like, oh, my goodness, you know, don't bring germs into my house. One who's safer, one who's not, one uh, who's still trying to figure out what social distancing means. Uh, take a moment and reflect on this week. What's the week been like for you? Has it been 
stressful? Uh, is there maybe more conflict? This is what we want to address today. I want to address as we aim to widen our hearts. Um, I'm hoping that it's not just about us doing things, which is a very important part of widening our hearts. But today I want to focus on the inside, the motivation behind the things that we do. Widening our grace to love. Um, last week, uh, we kicked off this whole concept of wider hearts, right? It's going to be our, our series going forward. Um, and we looked at how we could have strong roots that then enable us to stretch. I'll just quickly recap, but you can always go on to our previous sermons. Um, I think as the body of Christ, we uniquely can be strong. We can feel safe and secure in this time. Even as we're taking precautions, we can then use that strength to stretch out and widen our hearts. Because as a church, and I'm sure you are as well, you're taking prudent action, right? We're all following the government. We're all being responsible. Next, our faith is firm. That hasn't changed. God is still on the throne, right? Uh, so many of us have been faithful here at FGA for many, many years. Um, and now is the time for us to stand on our faith, not to rock our faith. And many times in Scripture, we've been commanded to have no fear. So again, we're going to go into today's Scripture, which is in 2 Corinthians 6, 1 to 3. If you're joining us um, online, uh, as all of you are, try and find a Bible um, or just follow the screen. I'm going to read it aloud. God's Word is essential for a season like this. It says, Working together with Him then, we appeal to you... Not to receive the grace of God in vain. This will be our anchor verse for today. For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you, and in the day of salvation I've helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Now is a good time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found in our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, by great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by, and these are the things that we're going to do, we're commending it by, purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, just think the fruit of the Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. Even though we are treated as impostors, yet we are true. As unknown and yet well known. As dying and behold we live. As punished and not yet killed. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing. As poor yet making many rich. As having nothing yet possessing everything. So we have spoken to you, Corinthians. And now I'm going to change that to like spoken to you, FGA Melbourne. Our hearts, our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us. This is the pastor speaking to his church. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, I speak as to children, widen your hearts also. Um, 
Let's go to today's anchor verse. It's 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1. It's the first verse of this. And here we see the concept of um, the grace of God. And we're asked to not receive the grace of God in vain. That, that means don't be a Christian. Don't be a new creation, which is what the passage before says. Don't be a new creation for nothing. Don't have a faith. Born again, amazing, you're in a household of faith, you're loving God, you're a new creation, but it's in vain. It comes out to nothing. Don't do that. So if you study this verse, um, so do not receive the grace of God in vain is um, what we're going to be talking about today as we look at the whole concept of having grace to love. Now, as you know, I've been studying this passage, um, I'm, I'm really, it's been anchoring further and further in my heart um, in this season. Uh, if you study this, you'll see that this verse is actually linked to Hebrews 12, verse 15. So it's not just random that we're going to another verse. In Hebrews 12, verse 15, it brings up the concept of the grace of God again. See to it that no one favor in my life immediately go to that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and that by it many become defiled. That's why it goes, and as it says, let's not let this grace of God go in vain or of us. So, week has been a crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know. There are things you just shouldn't ask your pastor, let me just say, because <laughs> we, I would love to share with you what. God's word has, but we are not, oh my goodness, we are not the be-all and end-all arbitrator of life, right? But if you can imagine my week, people are messaging me saying, Pastor Chris, tell your whole church, everyone self-isolate right now. You should not, not even go out. And then there's others that are saying, hey, how can we shut down as a church? Why are we lacking faith? You know, we should just keep going. Let's cut the edge of where the government requiring requirement is and let's be safe but you know let's let's still continue there are so many options i want to ask you if maybe your home was a little bit like the snapshot of uh, of my week as we navigate through a hundred or a thousand different decisions in your home in your family are you supportive of the government or would some in your family agree with what the government's doing and others not. Um, what about uh, social decisions? Are the kids, kids, are you united with mom and dad? Do you guys have the same standard for what to do in this time? Mom and dad, husband and wife, are you guys united with the kinds of decisions that you're going to be making? Uh, I know decisions are being made about grandparents and kids and, and some uh, want to see their grandkids and others are like, oh my goodness, you know, uh, there's all kinds of misunderstandings that are taking place right now. This passage says, see to it that, that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, for by it many have become defiled. Let me just say that we have a wide spectrum of responses 
across our church, I would put it to you, indeed, across our nation. Are we all united about what schools should be doing? Are we united about, you know, uh, hygiene methods or gargling with salt or I don't know, whatever the thing is? There is a wide spectrum. I, I don't think this spectrum is helped at all, actually, by our self-serve media. What I mean is that we live in a day and age where you get to pick and choose, right? The things that you want to listen to. So if you're already biased towards no play dates, then you're going to read all these articles and then forward it to your husband. If you are already biased towards, um, hey, let's just continue. Uh, this, this will have no effect on us. Uh, then you are going to find all of those articles and you're going to forward on to, to your parents or whatever else it is. Like, in our day and age of self-serve media, I think it's, it's caused us to have even a wider spectrum of responses and then pick and choose, the, allowed us to pick and choose the type of thing that we like as we entrench into these different positions. All of us are finding ourselves persuading each other. But because we can't see each other physically, we're persuading each other electronically. Sending WhatsApp messages to our grandchildren, to our children, to our daughters, to our, right. Hey, maybe you should read this article. Maybe you should watch. And we're all across this spectrum. The other thing we need to know is the stakes are higher now, right? I mean, if, can I just be really serious? It's not like before. Some of these discussions are being had because your livelihood is at stake. For some, you're making decisions right now about your safety. And there are some that are listening here. I, I know many that you have somebody vulnerable or at risk in your home, or you are in a vulnerable at risk position. Some of us, the stakes are high because you're already somewhat losing control of the family and the situation. And this requirement to have everything all under control and, and to impose hygiene and social distancing, or in some situations, even having children at home learning. First time ever, right? You're trying to, you've never really taught your kids. How, and, and now the stakes are higher because it's the kids' education and they're not learning online, but you've never done this before. And we can't even agree what's a good method. Can you watch YouTube? While you're studying, I don't know. Where did your family land on these things? The stakes are now higher in a very new, different environment. And so I'm highlighting this as, as a pastor, uh, for us as a congregation, but also so that when we engage with those outside in the community, we can have greater understanding of the kinds of things that are going on. I want to encourage us to have right now some grace for discussion and for adjustment. This is partly what we mean by wider hearts, right? That um, everyone is kind of, it takes people different amounts of time to adjust. It really does. Some people can change quickly. For others, it takes a while to even realize how serious everything is. It takes a while for them to change their life patterns. Um, it's so important in this season that we are discussing in, um, in an honoring, patient, kind way. 
just like 2 Corinthians talks about. What I know uh, as a pastor is this, that if there is any dysfunction in a relationship, if there are cracks in a relationship, that actually as the stress increases, as there is a wide spectrum of responses, actually what will happen is these cracks, they will widen even more. It will put pressure. And so that means that maybe pressure is being put on you as a family, but also around you with some of those who are a little bit more vulnerable, a bit more at risk. They are cracking. And they could use the body of Christ as an encouragement. They could use the body of Christ to be a sounding board, to listen, to be empathetic, to show care and concern right now. And that's what we're trying to adjust for as a church. FGA we're not the only ones grappling with this. But we have got to get our heart right before we go out. You know, I think the bushfires, uh, as tragic as they were earlier this year, at some level prepared us for that. Um, I'm just going to tell it as it is, right? Like, for many of us living in the city, while the countryside bushfires were going on, we didn't really have too much of a sense of the urgency or the crisis that was going on. We would just go, oh, there is something going on in the countryside. Only, I guess, when there was that one day where all that smog came into Melbourne, then everybody's like, you know, say, oh, this is terrible. But in the countryside, it's been affecting them for a long while, and indeed, till today, there are effects. I want to encourage you that um, we're in somewhat of a similar situation. So we got a bit of a practice. That's why we as a church, we ramped up to bushfire aid. We, we, we ramped up a bunch of things with the Victorian Council of Churches and, and things like that to help um, the countryside as they grapple with the bushfires. But I want to encourage you in this time that if your home is a stable home, and I know there's many here at FJ, mom and dad are able to disagree and not lose it between each other. That parents and kids, you're able to talk. You're able to come to some kind of great, some kind of a agreement on where to go. That is fantastic. You're in a stable, good home and environment. And you may not feel the kind of stress that someone else feels about they're just about to lose their job because the economy is changing. You might not feel the stress of, hey, my husband and wife, we are, we are, we're already about to separate. And this is making it all the more clear that I got to do something drastic. Or the, or, or the situation between parents and kids or, or whatever it is. You may not feel that as close. But I want to assure you, without a doubt, it is happening all around. As a church, we cannot have our head in the sand. We are created for such a time as this. For such a time as this. We need to widen our hearts. So Hebrews 12, 15 says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. We need to watch in our lives that no root of bitterness comes up. Another passage that this... Uh, uh, that Corinthians goes to, that, um, that our anchor verse goes to, is actually found in Romans 12, verse 3. And it says, for, and it's actually a very similar in tone. If you read uh, Romans 12, it's very similar in tone to 2 Corinthians 6. It's like the same kind of voice, the same kind of things, but different words. But 
Romans 12 verse 3 says this, for by the grace given to me, oh, there's a grace of God. Oh, it's given to me. I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Don't be proud in this time, right? Don't think more highly of yourself. You know why we shouldn't do that? Because God gave us grace first. If we are being commanded to show grace to love other people, we must first remember that it is for by grace, for by the grace that has been given to me. That means God gave you grace first. You are not that crash hot. I was not that crash hot. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, God gave his son for us. Every Christian must realize we are not the initiator of grace. It's not us going, oh, yeah, I'm now, I heard some kind of sermon, and now I'm like, oh, I'm going to be really cool. I'm going to, you know what, you're very irritating, but I will show grace to you. Oh, my goodness, that's not the tone. Because we were very irritating, and God showed grace to us. We were completely making a mess of the world and the life that we got given. And God showed us grace. So that's why then if you continue into Romans 12 and you get to verse 9, it says, let love be genuine. Let love be genuine. I'm going to take some time today before we talk about all the exciting things that FGA is doing in action and around, right, uh, for the internal. Today, it's all about the internal work that we do. Because our love cannot be genuine if there is no change of the inside of our heart. Our love cannot be genuine if, if we are bickering with one another, if bitterness comes out, if we don't even have grace enough to love one another. Our love cannot be genuine. Like, we can just go through the motions of donating things and, 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 and messaging other people, which we should be doing and we are going. But our love needs to be genuine. It's a little bit like what's happening at FGA at the moment. You know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we have announced that these two weeks, we're going all online. It's very clear that this will go on for more than two weeks. But why did we say this two-week period? Because right now, our leadership team, our pastors, um, are meeting heaps to try and figure out what we're going to do as we sustain this new era. And we have many ideas. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could tell you about some of the cool things we're trialing out. I, I'm thrilled that the kids' ministry, um, they're implementing this thing where we're sending real gifts to the Excite kids so that when they uh, come to online church, they can open something up, right, and then do something related to the, the ministry. we got all these amazing, great ideas. But before we even do some of these things, Let's get the internal work sorted out. Let's work out why we're doing the things we're doing. Then, as we hear a bunch of various announcements, we can be genuine with what we're doing. So this is the time now for us to work on our heart. This is the time 
for us to have the grace to love. And so I'm going to end. With, oh, my goodness. We are going to be on time. This is so good. Um, I'm going to end with reminding us about 2 Corinthians 6. We're going to read from 11 to 13. So now I feel like I've spoken freely to you. Instead of Corinthians, let's just put F.J. Melbourne. So I've spoken freely to you, F.J. Melbourne. Our heart is wide open. I know our leadership, our pastoral team, our ministry heads. Oh, my goodness, our heart is wide open. You are definitely not restricted by us. But every single one of us, this is, this is to me as well. But you are restricted in your own affections. That means at some level, our own hearts, our own capacity to show love, care, grace, patience, kindness, the fruit of the Spirit to our children, to our wives, to our husbands, to our grandparents, to our parents, to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to our boss who's making various decisions to the prime minister who's making decisions to the chief medical officer, our, our ability to show grace and patience in this period is restricted by our own heart and our own affection. So as I read this passage uh, by Paul, I imagine, so I started off as a kid's pastor, and I, and I, and I parent a family, you know, with, with three kids, none of whom are like young kids anymore. You know, but I, I remember these times. So imagine when he says, in return, I speak as to children. Widen your hearts also. I imagine my head. It's like your kid has come. And they're not sharing with another kid. Like, oh, I don't want to take, I don't want my toys. All my toys are for myself. I don't like my brother. I don't like my sister. And they, they're coming to you, right, as, to, as children. And you're like, go to your room and think about it. Go to your room and think. Is that what Jesus would do? And this is what Paul is saying. Like, I speak uh, as to children, Right? Like, just like how uh, we are instructed by God. I don't, I don't think it's um, meant to be as condescending as this sounds. But God's wisdom to us is like a parent to a child. That's, in fact, many times more, right? That's how much God knows versus us. And so at, at many levels, we're being asked, we're being asked, go to your room. Go to your room and think about what you're doing. Think about your actions. Is that what God would have you do? Think about that argument that you just had. Think about all the things that you did this week. Are we reflecting God's heart and God's passion? That's what we need to do right now. My encouragement to all of us as a church is that we would go to our room and carefully before God invite the Holy Spirit in and go, you know what? What should our heart disposition be in this time? And I want you to, as you go to your room, because, you know, we're all like self-isolating, so room's a good place. I want to ask that you would write down, write down, how can we widen our hearts. 
How can we widen our hearts? That's a question every single Christian needs to answer so that the grace of God is not given to us in vain. So that we are not the body of Christ for nothing. I want to challenge us that if you leave today, after you've done this sort of devotional time with God, right? You've you've joined us for the service. The challenge is this. How can we widen our hearts? And I'd go even as far as to say you can uh, on our chat in the comments section. If there are things that God is placing in your heart that you think, hey, for you to do, that you are doing, then put it in the comments. Yeah? If, if you've got a suggestion for somebody else, somebody else, you want the church to do this, you think somebody else should do this, why is, why is our kids pastor not doing this, why is my home group leader not doing this? I, those are great suggestions, and we want to hear them. You can maybe email them to us. You could, like, that, they're all good. But that's not the point of today. We need to take this step by step. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us. I'm talking even to, about myself and our, our family. We've just taken uh, a boarder in who, whose family is self-quarantining, right? And so we're working through what it means to even widen our heart in this time. And I want to encourage you, write down things that God is convicting you about as he asks you to widen your heart. Next week, uh, can I just go on to the next week's slide? Next week on Sunday. So we had like quite a few people join us online. Next week we are online again at facebook.com slash FGA Melbourne. You know, like if you're watching this, you know how to catch us online, right? But we have Pastor Roland, our founding pastor. He's going to be speaking about spiritual authority in this time. It's going to be a great message. I've been dialoguing with him. Uh, I think it is a great season for us as a church. Um, to move ahead with confidence in God. I, I want to encourage you not to miss that. Uh, our founding pastor, Pastor Roland, will be speaking. So um, as we close, I'm going to close this in prayer. And then uh, you're welcome to hang on to the live stream a little bit longer. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of worship uh, as you even um, sort of comment on the comment section below. If you'd like us to pray for you, like us to pray for you, you can even say, hey, can you contact me on Facebook? Uh, I'd like somebody to pray for me. Drop us a note in the comments. Write us an email. We would love to stay in touch with you. Let me close us in prayer. Father, thank you for your word that corrects us, that leads us. We are your children. And we want to take your instruction as children. Help us to widen our hearts. Help us to have the grace to love every person that you've put in our way. Give us wisdom as we navigate through this season. Give us bigger hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
us. We just want to claim that your word is life, that you are truly victorious in this place, and that you are the hope of all hearts, God. So God, as we close with today's service, I just pray that you just protect each and every single one of us this week. That God, that you just cleanse us, God Father, and, and, and build a shield around us with your blood, God Father. God, that you heal the sick provide for those who need God Father so with this God I just pray that you bless your people God Father that you will bless your church and God as we be the salt and the light of being in the world that God that you just use us in this time have your way oh God 
Have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you all. FGA. We'll see you next week. <laughs>